You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 150. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 150. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. I don't know about you today. I think you're a little worked up. Tip of the morning. Oh, wow. Here we go. Just the tip of the morning. Just the tip. Sometimes that's all it takes. (laughs) Sometimes all it takes. And that's why we have explicit content. Oh my gosh. Hey, pod people. Welcome to the show. I have to tell you that Mr. Smith is already stripping down. Yeah, it's a little warm today. It's so we are getting to that point in California where they say that there's no seasons for a reason. And it's because spring isn't even, spring is just summer. Spring is gone. Yeah. It's all just summer. <sighs> the I struggle's know. real. That's why we pay four times more for property and for everything else. That we're and that's here. exactly why we're taking our happy asses out of the state. That's right. <laughs> Get your ass out of California. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so we, we're excited because today, well, first of all, we're really excited because Mr. Smith and I are going to go glasses shopping after we're done with this pod. Yeah, I was kind of, uh, I wasn't really into it, but. Now I'm starting to get into it. He's going to be like excited. a full-blown hipster, you guys. It's going to be out of control. Where are my hipster glasses? My yeah. progressives, if you will. <laughs> hey, I made it to 45 without glasses. I feel good about that. You should. I've been wearing them since I was 12. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, you don't get much sympathy from this camp. I'm not here. asking for sympathy. No. You just need a style guide. I need a style guide. That's why you're coming with me. That's why I'm going with you. That's so right. we're really excited. But it's also really fun for us to share topics like we have today, which is our second installment of how we've kept our love alive for nearly two decades. Yeah. So we did a handful of things uh, that really have influenced our our happiness in our relationship. And I think if you follow us on the pod, it's pretty clear. Like you can't fake our connection. You know what I mean? Like it's we're clearly happy. Oh, this but, is all thespian. This is all acting. Oh yeah, this is just I can't stand it's this all motherfucker over here. <laughs> it's all a front. <laughs> Yeah. So if you did not catch episode 149, be sure to go back and listen to that too because we talked about uh, a handful of things that that we've really done and implemented as practices in our relationship that's I think has has been integral to our success and just Absolutely. our overall happiness, like liking each other still. Yep. Right? So we're going to dig into a little bit more on that because we've got we ran out of time. Well, time last time we got jabbing like we are today. Yeah, which I mean, whatever. That's what we do. That's kind of what we do. That's kind of what we do. So, but yeah. I have to tell you, Mr. Smith <clears throat> is super adorable with his "Would you rather" because we started talking about it a little bit, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, 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 save it for the save, pod. Save, save it, save it, save, save it for, for the podcast. podcast." So I just save it for the air, baby. Save it for the air. I just <clears throat> need you to know how much integrity goes into the "Would you rather" for Mr. Smith. It's integral integrity. <laughs> so maybe maybe we should do Why that Why don't we just segment. go right into it? Let's go. Ready? 
Would you rather? All right. So today's would you rather is would you rather have an animal best friend that could be any animal you choose and it would be also intelligent and be able to speak to you or oh my God. shit $100 bills every time you went? <laughs> what do you think? Well, oh, this they're is, both beautiful. Well, okay. So if, if you shit the $100, do you have to clean it? Of course. Or does it come out pristine? No, it comes out in the shit. Oh, okay. So you, you got to reach in the toilet, grab that. You got to every day earn your keep, earn your money. So, but you know, it's speaking of systems, like we're, we would create a system. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'd be like, you poop in here. Yeah. And then we sift through it every <laughs> night, like, you know, or we would like let it sit or we would do it. We'd spray it down or some shit. Like we would figure it out. Just reach in there and pull it out. <laughs> Wash your hands. Jesus. But the idea, okay, you know how, you know how much. I know exactly I what you're going to say. I love animals so much. You like the, love it. The idea of like. So what would your animal be? Well, I'm just thinking like if I was sitting right here at my desk and I had this little squirrel or like a, a, little, squirrel. a little ferret or like maybe a miniature pig mm. and it was just like. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> what you doing today? I think you're focusing too much on your email marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had like a bear? And you could ride it into town. And like Baloo like... from Jungle Book? Yeah. He was like. <laughs> Just the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. I mean the bare necessities or Mother Nature's recipes that bring the You are extremely talented. Oh, really? You really are. Like, you kind of are amazing. Um, That is so. But then I also think, like. Maybe if this could you would... do a lot? Like, how many times do you poop a day? Let's start there. All right. Uh, I'm pretty, just like everything else in my life, really organized and scheduled <laughs> pretty much at 9 o'clock like, every uh, morning. It's 8.59. It's yeah. time to poop. Pretty much. Good Lord. That's funny. And, like, if I sleep in because I drank too much the night before or something like that, I will wake up at 9 and go poop. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that about you. It's my body. All like, these years together and I didn't know that. Well, I mean... I was born on my exact due date. So if that tells you anything about order and structure. I was early. Yeah. And that makes sense too. That makes sense too. So uh, this one's really hard because then I think, okay. The animal will die eventually. But maybe the animal would be super open to like being a part of our business or being on the pot or something. And then we can make make money. You make a shit ton of money off an animal like that. We can make money off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I don't have to sift through any shit. But then... (laughs) <laughs> do you like how I just like really, really try. give it some thought. I think my gut, my gut is a fucking animal friend. Mine is definitely more the hundred, like yeah. every day of your life. I know. Or what, well, you know, it depends on how many times you poo. <laughs> like if you pooed, if you were a three time a day pooer. So would you be like X laxing it up and like, God, would it, would, I don't know if that would work. Wouldn't it? Is that cheating the system? I don't know. You you, you just get fat and eat a ton, so you'd poop a lot. But right? then isn't that greedy though? But then if you're unhappy, just take your hundred. If now. you're unhappy in your body because you're so fat, right? You're well, not yeah. Enjoy spending your money. That's this, that's where the would you rather be. This began. segment has been so fucking ridiculous. You're right. You're right. All right, let's tone <laughs> it down. My choice is the, is I'm gonna have to sift through poo every day of my life. Okay. I'm going with the hundy. Okay. The animal will die in whatever amount of years they're they're gonna live. Yeah, I, I definitely, but I mean, but a friendship, 
Let last in your heart forever. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you the one that said this was going too long? We can brought it up again. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so one obvious huge piece of the reason why we're still together is we have so much fun, and we play. And yeah. I, we talked about that a lot before, you know, in in the last episode about creating a lot of fun, you know, and yeah. and we create little nicknames for each other. That was a nice and, segue, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. Thank you. Because we were having fun, and then you segued right into I your material. I just right into it. Right into that. it. Nice. Thanks for articulating what just happened. <laughs> I'll give you the play-by-play. He's silly today because he's, I am. he's I'm, pumped about his I'm glasses. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. I'm pumped about the glasses, and I'm pumped. We just paid off a, a debt that has been hanging over us for a long time, so yeah. I'm like stoked about that. Yeah. So lots to celebrate. Yes. And that's awesome. Yeah. And, okay, so let's jump into... A handful of the other things. So I went over about four different things last episode, and we're going to have about four this episode as well. But and I'm really curious what your take is going to be on this. Okay. But I think give it. that one of the things that we've really embodied that has led to happiness in our relationship is willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, it's a big. And one. this has taken different forms over the years. Um, but I think from a from a really early on, we started just being really honest about what our experience was like in relationship to anything else that was happening in, in between the two of us. So, if we were really hurt, we expe- expressed that we were hurt yeah. instead of what most people do, which is make it the other person's fault and become defensive and may you know. And we had to sift through that a little bit in the beginning, but I think we've both really made it important to not be so guarded not be all these this armor and walls up and we we i don't know what do you what's your take on that like i i really feel like we kind of allowed that vulnerability piece early yeah well we uh i i think we realized early that in order to truly feel love you had to have that yeah like you had to be so vulnerable that the person could just break you. That's right. And if you weren't, then you really weren't like being a hundred percent. That's right. You know, and just like we were saying before, you know, the relationship isn't fifty fifty, it's a hundred a hundred. Yes. So if you're not giving a hundred percent, you know, what you're holding back and you're not getting everything that you should from it. It's just like anything else in life. Well, and then you expect the other person to be totally vulnerable. Right. And, and tell you how they feel and, you know, be honest with me and let's talk about this. And then you hold back. Mm. And you kind of, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're kind of like, no, you first. You be vulnerable first. Right. I'm, I'm just going to keep all these walls up, but I want all this intimacy and I want you to magically just give it to me even though I'm a stoic. When they open up, maybe I will. Right. Yeah. And that's that whole tit for tat mentality that we've talked about in the past that it it doesn't fuel that so i mean you had a great anecdote about a situation with one of your students years ago where you approached your student from a place of total vulnerability meaning you owned your shit like you i think you were acting a little bit out of ego or something like that i think it was one of your mentorship students oh yeah 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 i remember now do you want me to tell it? Sure. Okay. Um, basically, I it was in the mentorship program, 
and one of my students was work. She's very fresh out of school. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the guy that she was working on was literally a rocket scientist. Like that's what he was. Wow. He was a super smart, intelligent guy. And I was trying to um, impress him with my knowledge. Right. So I could be on his level somehow. Check out my smarts. Right. Oh, well, you got to do this. And I just fired off a bunch of things, you know. um, Knowing it was over your student's head. Knowing it was over my student's head. So in the moment, I didn't realize that. But as I walked around, I realized, oh, my ego just got in the way. Yeah. I wasn't really being a teacher. I was trying to impress that guy. Right. So after the session, or maybe, no, it was after the session, um, I brought our, you know, we all met up afterwards and I said, I have an apology to make. I really got in the way of the teaching moment there and I really apologize. And I kind of owned that, you know, I I wasn't being the best teacher I could have been at that moment because I went over her head and she played it off, you know, like, oh yeah, uh, but you know, we talked about it later and she was like, yeah, that was way over my head. So... I, but she was able to be vulnerable back. Because I was. Right. Right. And, and you know, if, if I hadn't done that, first of all, I wouldn't have felt integrity. But right. second of all, I think it might have gotten, you know, more escalated. Not escalated. I don't know if that's the word. But where she was more resentful for me, like, you're taking away from my teaching, my learning experience. And, you know, I'm an idiot or, you know, sure. something like that. Which or just a, shut down. Or just shut down. All right. Which would have been a lot more, um, uh, would have caused a lot more trouble. Right. Would have been way more challenging. Mm -hmm. So that I thought was such a great example of modeling what you want from your partner. Yeah. Like being what you want them to embody as well. And I think that was something that kind of came really easily to me. And I know that you've you've said many times that I taught you how to communicate. Absolutely. But I think a lot of that was uh, because I just didn't censor how I was feeling about anything. And I would just kind of share that. Now, I don't necessarily think that's easy for everybody. And I, I really think it's about knowing what your first baby step is and knowing if you're trying to ask for something that you're not willing to be yeah so if you're asking for all this intimacy and all this vulnerability but you've got all these walls up you need to really think twice about that and then ask yourself what what that first step is is it an apology is it hey i haven't been as clear with you as i should have or i know you do maybe it's just a genuine expression of gratitude sometimes there's just so much vulnerability in that yeah and just being raw and candid and i think one of the things that I used to always talk about consistently when I would share information about relationships is your willingness to be vulnerable is directly equivalent to the amount of intimacy you are going to experience in your relationship. It's true. So if you are not willing to be vulnerable, you are not going to get intimacy. If you, and then there's all these different levels of that, right? So one of the things to know about that is that intimacy is fucking terrifying. Why? Because you're vulnerable. And what you were kind of saying earlier is, and we used to say this all the time, the same reason why we are sublimely happy and just radically connected to one another, viscerally connected to one another, is the exact same reason why we could destroy each other tomorrow. That's right. Like we are in so fucking deep. Right. 
Right. And that's why. That's scary. It's fucking scary. Right. Especially for people listening who are like, yeah, yeah, I went that path at one point. And and got destroyed. Right. Exactly. But that's all the more reason why you need to do it again. Right. And, and not make your current partner pay for the sins of your ex, which yeah. is one thing, you know. So Nice point. Y- you don't have to – this is a new circumstance. This is a new partner. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that – it's not dad from your, you know, you growing up and him being a horrible parent to you. Right. You know, or all this baggage that we carry into our relationships – that's up to you to untangle. Too often, I think, we look at the relationship and go, if only he was better. If only he would initiate sex. If only she would do this. If only... And we don't stop and really look at what we need to own. Right. You know, and vulnerability is a really huge piece of sure. that. And the more baggage you bring with you, it just seems like the less likely you are to stay around. Like, your bags are packed. Yeah, that's you good. Know? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, if you unpack... And you put everything away and you don't have all that luggage ready to go. That's true. You 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 uh, you show your partner that you're in it. Right. For the long haul. Right. It's not just a hotel stay. That's exactly know? right. That's that's a great kind of metaphor for the energy that we bring to a yeah, relationship because exactly. you know, there I've talked to many people who are okay, I'm gonna really give this a go. And I'm like, do you really know what that means to really give this relationship a go? Right, because that's a, a great thing to say, but what does it really mean? That doesn't mean I'm just not leaving at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's like if you are going to give it a go, that means fucking vulnerability. Yeah. But, you know, one of the other ways to look at this and just a baby step to kind of checks and balances is to ask yourself, am I being the partner I want to attract? Mm-hmm. Am I embodying the things that I am requesting from my mate? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the first place to look. Like yeah. the grievances that you have about them, what are you willing to do? Are you being as candid and as open and as honest and as vulnerable as what you are dying for from them? Yeah. That's a good point. Someone's got to mm-hmm. start. Somebody's got to start or else you're in and, a stalemate. And why not just say that? Look. I, I really want this relationship. I love you. I I want to be all in. <clears throat> I'm going to really try to be more vulnerable. and Or, you know, just put it up in the front of the conversation. Or, like, this is hard for me. It's hard for me to even say this converse, to even say this. Right. You know, I, exactly. I was listening to these crazy people on this podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I realized I've been asking a lot of you and not owning my shit. That alone... Is vulnerable. Right, or, that's vulnerable right there, yeah. Or any, any time you own your shit, any time that's vulnerable. Because it's kind of a tail between the legs. Hey, I know I yelled at you out of, you know, frustration. Yes, I was bothered by the, the incident, but I should never speak to you that way. And I am so sorry. That's vulnerability. Yeah. So apologizing for shit that you've made a mistake with. Or uh, being grateful and saying like, hey... I know I don't tell you this enough, but when you do this, it means the world to me. That's a walls down sure. moment. Yeah. So look at you look at your scenario and look at what that first little step is. A lot of times it's just being vocal about the shit that's happening inside. Right. That's it. Yeah. 
All right, so speaking of communication, I think another major element for us was learning how to communicate with each other and learning how to speak. And and this also kind of ties to the respect piece that we were talking about last episode. And it's it, this can be summed up as truly giving voice to everything that's going on with you and doing it kindly. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, example, please. Yeah. I'll give you an example because most of the time in our relationships we'll bitch and moan and complain to our best friend to our therapist to our sisters ah uh, yes but we yes, won't yes. tell our partner right because we're like oh my god I can't tell him that or I can't tell her that we're telling everybody else but the people that need to hear it yeah yeah you just need to fucking say it and you just say it nicely so a great example was uh, when I first started working from home a handful of years ago I was I came from a very active high paced environment that where I was getting all my words out and talking and talking and talking all day. (laughs) And then now I'm in this like isolated home office by myself with my dogs. And so at the beginning you would get home from work and I would just unleash a barrage of vocabulary. (laughs) And I'd be like, and then this happened and oh my gosh, and I'm building this and I'm doing that. And you weren't necessarily in the space to take on all of that energy. Right. So, so what happens in those similar, those likely situations? Typically, the partner who doesn't want to hear it is a little cold, a little distant, like hope you get from my body language that I don't want to hear all of this, how your day went yet. The other person interprets the coldness and goes, why are you being so standoffish? And the other one's like, well, you're just, you won't let me get it. And now all of a sudden it's an argument. Right. So we had yeah. to, you had to say very kindly and nicely to me, I need some time when I get home. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with I've been giving and giving and giving all day. Right when I get home, I need a respite. I need a little bit of tranquility to myself. And then my job was to not make him wrong for needing that. Yeah. So not taking on an insecurity and go, why, why am I, do I talk too much? Do you not want to be around me? Do you not want to hear me? No, 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 no. If your partner is expressing what they need, don't fucking make them wrong for that. You know? So we had, that was a method of our communication. And so now how that has evolved over time is now I'll say things like, Hey, I've got, I've got a huge thing I'd like to discuss with you. Are you in the headspace? Do you right. need time? <clears throat> Where you at? Are you able to hear this? Take about 15 minutes or whatever it is. And I'm really ready for the answer. Right. The other thing that happens in this scenario is if if the person that is getting the barrage doesn't say something, yep. then it becomes a resentment. Like, yes. I don't want to go home. I'm, she's just going to blow up words and I'm, I'm uh-huh. not ready for it. And, and you start avoiding the house or coming home later or trying to like sneak into the living room and just sit down for a little bit before you she comes in like you you know what i mean yeah instead of putting a system in place where you've said look just give me about 10 15 minutes to kind of get settled in get out of my work clothes put my stuff down get something to eat yeah and i'll be ready Mm -hmm. right if you put a, a system like that in place people are a lot more willing and you won't be so um resistant to it right you'll be ready for it Right. You're in the headspace. You're in the, you know, mental place. Absolutely. And that's actually a perfect segue, speaking of awesome segues, into a little thing we call Smith Systems. 
talking Smitty, about. Smitty Tridities or Smith System? No, Smitty Tridity is next. Oh, okay. All right. So all right. as you can see, we make names for everything. <laughs> <laughs> we love to create little monikers. And that is a way that we establish play in our lives. So we're, we create nicknames for each other. We create tons of nicknames for our animals. Um, and then for our Smith traditions, we call them Smith's Tradits or Smitty Tradities. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we, so we just love to have this element of like kind of a jovial spirited play. Yeah. So Smith Systems is what? So Smith Systems is basically our our solution to anything that goes awry in the household. It's like primarily domestic. Stuff. In the example that I just gave. That right. was a system that we set up. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a system. So sometimes it's a communication system like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example of a communication system. And again, you guys, this is not rocket science. This is just actually saying out loud what you need and saying it nicely. So it's a lot of the conversation, communication tools that we've talked about on the pod a lot. We're just kind of looking at it through the lens of an intimate partnership here. So another another example, let's see, of a, a communication system is there's been a okay here's a perfect example i am writing a book right now it is the bane of my fucking existence i (laughs) i am i love writing the book what i do not love is writing the book proposal and i'll spare you on all of that but it's a massive it's like a massive fucking book report that's cumbersome and it's a lot of hoops to jump through Mm -hmm. and it's been stressing me out yeah so you've been you've been saying like hey i thought you were writing and i had to say hey Please don't say that to me because I already am beating myself up like crazy about this damn book writing. I'm not doing it, yeah. And you were like, I don't, I don't know how to support you well. Like, what would be helpful? And I, and so I said to you, it would be really helpful for me if you would just say encouraging things like, you're gonna get it. You've accomplished things before, and. And really encourage me, like, tomorrow's fresh with no mistakes. You're going to get it tomorrow. You'll get it. I know you can do it. Instead of, I thought, I thought you were going to write today, babe. And right. I'm like, ah! you know, <laughs> di- and is that really your fault? No. I'm just expressing, hey, I'm triggered by that. You could make me, make my life so much easier if you just did this. That's one of those examples that is typically the, the woman in the relationship, but not always, where you kind of are asking the person to read your mind. Right. You're like, oh, you should just know that yes. I need encouragement right now. And and maybe I should. But better if you voice it. No one's a fucking mind reader. Exactly. And again, I have to say, if your sister, therapist, coach, or best friend knows more. Bartender. A bartender <laughs> knows more about how to communicate with you than your spouse, that's a problem. Because you're yeah. being vocal. You're just being vocal to the wrong fucking person. Exactly. So we want to tell you a couple of other Smith uh, Smith systems that we've implemented. So many of you guys know, we've mentioned this a handful of times on the pod, that when it comes to a lot of traditional male-female roles, we don't operate our household that way. Not typically. And that's not for everybody, but it's how we work. It, exactly. Yeah. And I was actually talking to another colleague today who lives with her boyfriend and they have separate rooms. And that oh. is her, their way to maintain their own personal space. And sometimes they sleep in each other's rooms or whatever. It's like, knock yourself out, you know? That's a, that's a system. 
that is a system to, in order to honor both parties. So that's the key. So we have a couple. Uh, we do, so just to kind of finish that thought, we have, we've been together almost 19 years. We've, we have never combined finances. Yeah. We have some combined savings and investments. Investments and things like that. Investments yeah. are in this. In our house and that kind of thing. But we have, I mean, we run our business. We both own businesses. So we run those completely separately, checking separately, all of that. We do our own grocery shopping. We have mm-hmm. separate sides of the fridge, separate sides of the pantry. We cook. We eat very of- differently. If we ate the same foods, then we probably wouldn't. And we, I think the, the genesis of that was completely opposite schedules for the longest time. Yeah. So we didn't ever start like dinner at five every night the way I grew up mm-hmm. because somebody was fucking working. Like right. we, we never had that consistent we're at home. So, and then I got involved in a lot of like, you know, vegetarian and then vegan and then pescatarian and then now gluten-free and then you know i'm always doing some sort of hippie shit with my (laughs) diet which you don't which is completely fine but i do just in a different way yeah yeah Yeah. you you totally do that's exactly right and so last night he was heating up his dinner and i was heating up my dinner and we were like, oh, look, we're in the kitchen together. Oh, you want to have dinner together? But it's a system that works well for us. But and we date once a week and have dinner together. That's true. Yeah. We always do date night. Yeah. But what, and we alternate who pays. Right. We have a Smith. That's a, that's a system, too. We have a Smith system around payment. And we have a, a system around unloading and loading the dishwasher. You know, and we have, it's like your turn and we tell, I'm like, okay, it's your turn or to the load. dogs. Like it's your turn to walk the dogs instead of, oh, are you going to walk the dogs today? Oh, it's your turn. Are you I always walk the dogs. Yeah, right. That could be a big conversation. Instead, it's like, oh, it's Tuesday night. It's your night or whatever. Or fuck, did you eat the last of the ice cream? You know I got that for. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. no, that's my fucking ice that cream. That was my ice cream. Yeah. yeah so we Get don't. Get your own. We have some condiments <laughs> that we share. Yeah, we do share condiments. A couple. But for the most part, it's like, this is my shit, this is my... And so people find it very curious that we do this, but I'll tell you what, we never, ever fight about domestic shit. Never. Never. I do my laundry, you do yours, and then we hire somebody to clean. Unless one of our systems fails. Yeah. We had a system fail the other... (laughs) What was it? All systems failed. Um, (laughs) It was... And in fact, it was around our coconut cream. Oh, that's we do right. Share, we do share coconut cream <laughs> right. in our coffees in the morning. That's and, right. And it was funny because, it you know, we kind of got in this little argument about it. And when we met and talked about it, and I said, when you said this, here's how I interpreted that. Right. Again, which is a piece of our communication. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, we haven't established a Smith system around it. And I was like, I, you know, you have a way of doing things, and it, it's pretty particular. So if I didn't want to mess that up. And so I was like, you're right. We don't have a system around it. And then we established one. <laughs> and we established a system. And, and it didn't become an argument. It was just like, oh, here we are. Let's, what's our system around it? This is something that needs to be rectified. How do we go about it? Right. You know? And so, and then we've shared this with a handful of our other friends. And so they start making up fun little names based off of <laughs> their system of their right. so our friends their last name is Hoffman so they call their systems Hoffman, Hoffman Harmonies. Harmonies yeah you know we have another friend Max and Molly Methods you know like they've got <laughs> so it's another way to have a name for it that way you can say hey we need 
we need a method around this or we need a system or we need a harmony around this. We need a pod position. <laughs> a pod position? Yeah. Just talking about pod people. Pod people. So that has been something that has been extremely advantageous for us. And it is as simple as acknowledging that one person in the relationship is unhappy with the way that the household is running in some way. Yeah. And then coming together and collaborating in such a way where both people feel honored. Right. And that's really how those work. Right. You know? And so we just look at what feels fair. How do we know? Okay. Right. You do the dishwasher here. Done, done. Instead of making it a dictatorship or... Right. You know, whatever. Well, and for me, one of my, this is actually something that I'm working on currently with, with my own coach, is <clears throat> I have massive, massive kickback and resistance to anything that is traditionally women's roles. And I'm still exploring that, learning where it's coming from and getting to the root of it. But I have a lot of vehemence around, well, you're the woman you should cook or anything like that. Like, I get... I mean, I'm a Taurus, but talk about a bull. It is like, I will fucking knock your ass out. So don't get me in an argument about that. All five one of you. <laughs> right. I'm really kind of just like a chihuahua, if we would be honest about it. Not really a bull. Um, just a lot of bark. <laughs> yeah. But because of that, you know, and also that I'm not a natural caregiver. You know, that is not, I've never wanted children. I can barely keep the succulent alive in my window right now. <laughs> You're doing a pretty good job. And I'm learning to embrace those different characteristics, but it's not something that comes naturally to me, nor is it something that I really, really love. So my nurturing ability comes out with my clients and students in, in a different way, yeah. but not domestically. So... I say that because that's a common thing that women feel, but don't feel like they're allowed to give voice to it. Conversely, if you love staying at home and you love caregiving and you love tending to the home, that's fine too. You know, it's about figuring out, again, how to run the operations of the house so everyone feels honored. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yep. That's exactly right. And if you're huffing and puffing, doing laundry, or throwing shoes in the, the closet and not saying anything. Oh, yeah. That's on you. That's on you. So a lot of this is a lot of, you know, if I could sum it up, you know, it's so cliche to say communication. But a lot of it is just really giving voice to what's going on and saying it nicely. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Not defensively. Pick it apart a little bit in your own mind. Like, what am I really upset about? What do I really need to give voice to? What And what am I asking? Mm. You know? Right. And, and am I willing to give in return? Exactly. Well, like, and that goes what's, back to... What's the negotiation here? Or, you know, what's the halfway point? That goes back <clears throat> to how do I be the partner I'm trying to elicit? Right. How do I be the you partner You might even start I'm that desiring. conversation that way. Yeah. Hey, I'm willing to do this part. Would you be willing to do this? Or even, you know, you have them listen to this pod and go, hey, tell, I would really love to hear your thoughts. I think there's ways that we could grow in our mm -hmm, relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you see as a baby step? Right. Where do you see our sticking points? Right? For sure. Okay. So what's the difference between uh, a Smith system and a Smitty Traditi? 
another stellar. Yeah, segue, baby. I saw it coming. <laughs> You're the best sidekick ever. Oh my god, you get a raise. I get a raise. All right, so Smith traditions. These we love to call Smith's tradits. And this is a way, again, you know, as we've mentioned that we don't, we don't have children and we kind of wanted to look at how do we create traditions for a two-person family, you know, away from the things that we assign traditions based off of children, like Easter egg hunts and, you know, a a lively Christmas morning. So a lot of our uh, Smitschitz are around holidays too, um... I would say also date night falls into that. Like it is sacred mm-hmm. and a tradition. Um, but we we have some fun ones. Like during the summer, we often will go to a chili cook-off and we, you know, have some drinks and we, you know, that's one of our it's one little, of our little things that we do every year. Every year. For <laughs> Halloween, we always do some sort of uh, pumpkin decorating. Yeah. And we search out, like we had a pumpkin fail last time. because we pumpkin fails. Yeah, it was... We got to totally redeem ourselves. Yeah, we've really got to come back. That was like a Pinterest fail. It was horrible. Yeah. Anyway. But lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This year for Easter, we always do some sort of egg dyeing. And so we tried. We had a Pinterest success. as we. That was a success. Yeah. Yeah. Another one was, um, and now we don't do it because we've got plenty of them, but uh, we would give each other uh, a Christmas ornament every year. Mm Mm-hmm. That was another tradition that we would do. Yep. We did that. And we also, every Christmas season, and I think we're going to start doing this for Halloween as well, where we have a whole day where we go get the tree, we watch claymations, Mm -hmm. all those rad claymations, the like burl lives and (laughs) stuff like that, right? And It's um, the year without a Santa Claus. You're so great. It was a year without a Santa Claus. A Christmas is so sad. Oh my god, I can't. That's a great one. But we do where we decorate the entire house. We have eggnog and brandy. We usually make a gingerbread house. Yeah. You know, but we have a spirit around Christmas and it, and we oh we always go and do one night where we go look at lights. That's yes, yes. So we we basically just tend to our relationship and we create little Smith traditions that are shared meaning between the two of us. And we talked about shared meaning in the last episode, so be sure to go listen to that as well. But that's what it creates. It's an it's an amazing unifier because it's like, yeah. look at what we do together. Ooh, are we gonna do this? Mm-hmm. We have another little one around barbecuing during during the summer where we like to go to the farmers market, get some fresh meats yeah. and fruits veggies. and veggies, and we have wine, and we typically will eat dinner on the patio, and it's just a little fun little summer thing that we do. So I would just start looking at like, hmm. Are there any traditions that we have already? And if not, what would, what might be a fun first step for both of you? So, for instance, if, like, I'm hugely creative, and I think you really are, too. I don't know if you always Different I- ways. identify yeah, that I'm way. Yeah, I'm creative in other ways, yeah. But there's some people who, if you're like, let's do egg dyeing or let's do pumpkins, your partner would be like, I'd rather gouge my eyes out. Yes. So, okay. With spoons. Spoiler alert. That's not your tradition. Right. 
You need to create a tradition <laughs> that you both, it's shared meaning for both of you, that you're both excited to participate in because it right. not only do you enjoy it, but it creates that element of connectedness between the two of you. Right. You know, so these it, are just ideas. It, here's the the flip side of that coin, and that is, oh, we're gonna watch football all day Sunday. Exactly, that's our tradition. And the wife is like, yeah, well, I'm the one putting everything out, and I, you know, and I'm really not really that interested in football, but I'll do it for you. Like, that's not really a tradition. That's, no, it, that's one compromising without the other one. Right. You know, like it has to be a tradition that you both are equally interested in. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, too, is everything that we do with our little traditions, we're both bought in. And we both get the eggs. We both get, okay, you're going to get you're gonna get the dye, and then I'm going to get the eggs, and then you get da, 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 and I got glitter, and blah, blah. We participate. It's not, yeah. like you said, one person dragging the other. Like, I learned sure. this thing on this podcast. If you did that, then you're not actually communicating. Touche. Full circle. All right, so that I think does it for the second installment of how we've kept our love alive for nearly two decades. So I'm hoping that was fun. It's fun, right? I'm hoping you grabbed a couple of little nuggets or things that may be applicable to you in your relationship, or ways in which you can stretch or grow or kind of push yourself, because it's totally possible. You just have to pay attention, yeah, and be invested, Mm -hmm. like do things together and. Do talk, it. Do it. Just do, do it. it. Do it. You gotta talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. It didn't work at all. <laughs> wow. All right. So I think that does just about does it. Anything else you wanted to add or oh, I think that's good. All right. Good coverage. Cool. So we're go we're off to go get Mr. Smith some new specs. I'll be sure to post a pic on Insta so you guys can tell him how handsome he is. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. He <laughs> Thanks says for that. Begrudgingly. But uh Again, if you have not done so already, please be sure to swing by thejoyjunkie.com and get my free ebook, Stand Up for Yourself Without Being a Dick. If you grab that, there are some ways in there that target communication and ways in which you can really stand up for yourself that you can apply in this regard as well. So yeah. if you haven't gotten that, please do. Awesome. And we're never above begging for iTunes reviews. We've seen a handful more come through. And Yay. And it really awesome. does. It gets us in front of other audiences. Right. On, Let's other people know about us. On, on iTunes and how iTunes works. So I think that just about does it. All so right. we will see you around these parts next week. So here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.